You're listening to the Podcast Detroit Network. Visit www.podcastdetroit.com for more information. The views and opinions expressed on this show do not necessarily represent those of the network, its advertisers, owners, or sponsors. Welcome to the Make Meaning Podcast. I'm Lynn Galadner, a writer, entrepreneur, and change maker, and I've dedicated my life to sharing stories of how people make meaning in their work and find purpose in their lives. You just heard a great original composition by my son, Asher Schreiber. This podcast highlights some of the great ideas and activities people do every day to make the world a better place. So much of the meaning we find comes from interacting with great people, developing relationships that are mutually beneficial, and doing work that inspires. I hope you'll be inspired by the people you meet on this podcast. We all need to find a way to make meaning in the mundane. I'd like to welcome LaTanya Walker to the Make Meaning Podcast. LaTanya is founder and CEO of the Ladies League of Detroit. Welcome to Make Meaning, LaTanya. Hey, thank you for having me. I'm so glad you're here. You're doing such incredible and inspiring work, and we have to talk about all of it because you're impacting so many lives. Yes, thank you. <laughs> yeah. So I want to jump right in and ask you about the Ladies League of Detroit. Tell me a little bit about what it is and how it came to be. Okay. So I actually started the group um, a little bit out of frustration. Mm -hmm. Um, So my real job, (laughs) my (laughs) full-time job is I'm a social worker and lead mobility coach at a Detroit area um, homeless shelter. Uh And I work with women who are experiencing homelessness and um, have been raised in generational poverty. Mm -hmm. And in my work with them, we provide a lot of resources and connections in the community to help them get on their feet. Mm-hmm. So I have that work on one end. Okay. So on the other end of the spectrum, um, I'm very ambitious. Um, I do want to be a CEO one day of an agency similar to the one I work with, work at. Wonderful. You'd be great at it. Thank you. <laughs> and so I surround myself with, you know, leaders mm-hmm. and um, strategically in certain professional groups and circles. Mm-hmm. And so the women that I am with on that that end, um, they're already at that level. Sure. So they make more than I do. They um, have different experiences. They're exposed to different things um, that I can't do at this level. Sure. And so I find myself in the middle. Okay. So uh, what I call the middle ground. Okay. And so um, it was a little bit frustrating because I still have needs. Um, friends in my circle, we have needs. Sure. They're not the same as my clients, um, but we still have needs and support. And um, most of my friends circle, we're all very ambitious and mm-hmm. have goals and dreams. And a lot of times we just have those dreams with no support to make them come to fruition. Sure. So I started this women's group, um, which I call Supportive Network for Women in Detroit, the Ladies League of Detroit, Mm -hmm. um, so that we could support each other. Okay. Um, So I wanted to be part of the solution Mm -hmm. instead of part of the problem. 
You know, it's interesting because I've had a lot of interviews for this podcast about how it takes a village to raise a child, to build a career, to, you know, in so many ways, you need that support. Um, You can't do it alone, not even just one person. You need to really surround yourself with people who are going to lift you up. um, And then you do the same for them. Um, I find it, it's especially hard for women powerful women, strong women who um, have ambitions of being leaders, you know, the closer you get to the top, the fewer people are there. Mm -hmm. And so it's harder to find somebody who can relate. You know, I'm a small business owner and there are times that that I'll get frustrated or I'll worry about how something is going and I'll try to talk to my husband about it. And he's a great cheerleader, but he he just can't relate. You know, he's not Mm -hmm. in that same place. And Mm so It's so important to find people, especially women, who are in the same place you are so you can lift each other up. Yes. It's like another way of saying saying, find your tribe. Yes. 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 And so I feel like with this group, I found my tribe um, and they found me. So (laughs) great. Like the law of attraction. Congratulations. That's really exciting. Thank you. So at our meetings, we meet twice a month um, on a Wednesday and then on a Saturday. uh, We talk about different topics. Um, I I create the topics. And what I do is I have one of the ladies in the group to share. Okay. So even though it's my group and I make the topics, I actually don't do the majority of the talking. Okay. Um, So I pre-select one of the ladies in the group and we decide on the topic together. And it's like a testimonial. So, Mm -hmm. for example, the meeting that we're having this Saturday, the 19th, um, we're talking about um, divorce Mm -hmm. and breakups and healing from them. Wow. So two of the ladies in the group have who have gone through divorce, which I have as well, mm-hmm. will be sharing that. And then I put out discussion questions and we all talk about it. So I like that because it gives everyone a chance to share. So yeah. it's it's even though it's my group, it's not about me. Right. And then also sometimes I find in groups that I'm in, they're always looking on the outside. Sure. Bringing in speakers and not that there's not a time and place for that. Right. But I wanted this group to be about us. Okay. So it's not about outsiders. It's about the women in the group. So each woman gets a chance to share. And sure. they talked about how it's therapeutic mm-hmm. for them, mm-hmm. Um, how they've talked about things that they've never really talked about openly before okay um talked about things that they want to talk about but didn't think anybody cared right so um uh to connect it again to my work as a social worker a lot of times we look at those stories they call them stories Mm -hmm. you know and Mm -hmm. it's you know tragic a lot of times a lot of hurt pain um trauma yep and um, then on the other end of the spectrum i find that women on the higher end um don't talk about their personal lives a lot. And they'll Mm. even say that that's not accepted in the corporate world. You're not supposed to even good things, you know, Uh you can't really share them. So I'm a very transparent and open person. Sure. And so the women in my group, we find that it's a safe place that they can be open and talk about these things that you don't have to be in poverty or be homeless or be at the bottom for your life to matter. Right. So that's part of where that frustration came in, that sometimes I I felt like um, people felt that way. Like if you weren't coming from a shelter or this horrible story, you had no experiences. You shouldn't complain or you shouldn't talk about 
you know, what you're going through or as long sure. as you have a job and a house and a car, just be happy with that. Sure. But we have goals and dreams, too. And, you know, we want to talk about them and we want um, support as well. Yeah. So we um, support each other in the group. A lot of us have small businesses or uh-huh. have small business ideas uh-huh. and we support each other with those. It's beautiful. So I want to go back to something you said, you know, about um, powerful leaders feeling like they can't share their personal side in the workplace. And, you know, I know that that's true, but I think it's a shame because I always say people do business with people and we don't stop being individuals when we go into the workplace. Um, you know, our home life impacts us in so many different ways. And so, and it should, it should, I mean, not that you want to bring too much drama to work, but to say that you should leave it all at the door I think is really unfair and it's kind of inhuman, don't you? It is. You know? Yes. And it causes a dis- it causes a disconnect. Absolutely. Where you can't really be your true self and then you end up it's like a um a company full of shells. Right. Nobody is really real. It's a beautiful way to put it. What a great mm-hmm. description. So how do women become part of the Ladies League of Detroit? And do you have a, a, a maximum number who can participate? You know, how do they get involved? Mm-hmm. So I just started in October and it became official in May. Um, And so right now I have about 20 ladies. Wonderful. Um, And I think that's pretty good to have just started in October. I think so, too. Good Mm -hmm. job. Yes. And so (laughs) my goal is 100 women. Okay. Um, I want to cut it off at 100 because we decided we wanted to keep it intimate. Yep. You know, and if it gets too big, it becomes something else. Yep. And then even at 100 women, um, everybody doesn't come to every meeting even now. Okay. That's why we have a Wednesday meeting and a Saturday meeting. Sure. So that way, um, you know, it'll probably end up being about 50 per meeting. Right now, I average between 10 to 15 per meeting. It's pretty good turnout for having 20 on the roster. It is. Um, and actually, I'm proud to say I have only had to cancel one meeting, and that was because of the weather in oh, February. Yeah. I've never had to cancel a meeting because of attendance or participation. The That's ladies act, always look forward to it, and they show up. Phenomenal. Now, do they um, pay to take part? Is there like a membership fee or something? Yes. Yeah, so there's a $25 a month membership dues. Um, and that helps to cover the facility costs and mm-hmm. refreshments we do have. And then just other costs. I just ordered us business cards. You know, we're working on getting T-shirts. Um, nice. So just so we can um, have some money to do some things in the group. Sure. And they we do have a website. Okay. Um, and what is that? TheLadiesLeagueOfDetroit.org. Nice. And then they can also email me, anyone who's interested in it's info at the ladies league of Detroit.org. Okay. Are there requirements for people who'd like to take part? Like, do they have to apply or is it just some simply inquire with you and, and you decide? So they do have to um, apply. We okay. have an application that we developed um, and they have to attend at least two meetings. Okay. Um, and then the leadership committee, I, even though it um, is, this is not a nonprofit, by the way. Okay. Um, it's the LLC. It is my business, but I have a leadership committee. Mm-hmm. There's five of us. Um, so we make decisions together. So mm-hmm. I wanted, you know, all of their voices at the table. Nice. So we decide as a group who we will accept in. Wonderful. Mm-hmm. Wonderful. So um, I wanted to ask you a little bit about um, your inspirations and your role models. You know, as a a woman um, on the rise, heading toward an impressive career of your own and actually already being in an impressive career of your own, um, you're inspiring so many women. But then who inspires you? Who's Mm -hmm. who do you look up to or admire um, to sort of guide your way? 
So I have been blessed to have um, several women that have inspired me and um, actually even part of a strength that I wanted to use with developing this group is that I have always made friends easy uh-huh, <laughs> since uh-huh. kindergarten. Uh-huh. Um, I make friends easy. I make connections easy. Um, and so I have been blessed that I've always had support. Okay. Um, so I'll start with a family member and then I'll say a professional person. Okay. So a family member that has always been supportive and inspiration to me is my aunt. Um, Her name is Sandra Watts. We affectionately call her Auntie Pookie. (laughs) (laughs) I love it. Love it. She's my mother's baby sister. And I actually look more like her than my mother. And people often think that I'm her daughter. Okay. Mm -hmm. Uh And so she's always been an inspiration to me because she's positive She's loving. She's supportive. Mm -hmm. Um, She has three biological children, but many of us that are her nieces and nephews are also like her children. Um, And then also many children just in the neighborhood, you know, that she lives in. Uh Um, Look up to her. She's just a motherly figure, a grandmotherly figure. Uh Um, She's very loving, giving, supportive, Uh Uh non-judgmental. And so she's always inspired me. She really um, was a person I looked at when I was deciding the kind of person that I wanted to be. Okay. Um, a blog title that I previously wrote, because I do have a blog uh-huh. as well. Oh, good. Um, was what kind of woman do you want to be? Uh-huh. And so um, I think we should make that a deliberate choice because uh-huh. I find a lot of people just fall into something. You just yeah. grow up and you just this person. And I think it should be deliberate. And yeah. so when I was deciding who I wanted to be, she was one of the people that I looked to. You know, it's a really good point because so many people are on autopilot. They don't think about, you know, why am I doing this or why am I saying that or why did I choose this career mm-hmm. or whatever it may be. Um, and I do think there should be that aha moment at some point as, as we emerge from, you know, our teen years and into adulthood where somebody encourages us to take deliberate action and make mm-hmm. choices instead of just following a path that somebody else carved out for us or that we just don't even think about. So that's a really good piece of advice that you should be deliberate in building your identity. I think that's great. Yes, because I actually went down the wrong road at first. (laughs) You know, a whole story I won't get into today. (laughs) Okay, (laughs) it's for another episode. Another episode. (laughs) I made a lot of bad choices. And some of them were um, just because I didn't know. Sure. I'll I'll take note of that too, because I think sometimes when we think about choices, we can hold people to a standard that they may not be aware of. I find that a lot with my my clients at the shelter. Uh-huh. But um, so I did go down a bad path at first, but then I changed it. Uh-huh. And I was good very deliberate um, in that I wanted to be a good person. Great. So um, so now a professional person that inspires me is actually um, the CEO of the agency I work at. Uh-huh. Her name is um, Cheryl Johnson. Uh-huh. And I was very deliberate about working there because I wanted to work under an African-American female CEO. Mm-hmm. Um, so in this field um, in Detroit, a lot of most of the um, clients that we work with in poverty are African-American. Right. Um, but you'll find that a lot of the CEOs are white. Wow. And it's not that there's necessarily anything wrong with that, but it can be off skew when you find there's no balance. It was hard to find an African-American one and much less a female. Right. And so um, I um, jokingly say that I stalked her before I knew her. (laughs) (laughs) Um, I would go to events and things that I knew she would be at and I would read about her in the agency. Um, And so I was connected to her um, through another female CEO um, that used to be the CEO at Matrix, Dr. Marcella Wilson. Uh-huh. 
one of my internships when I was working on my degree was at Matrix. Uh And she introduced me to Cheryl Johnson. Uh And it just went from there. Mm -hmm. And so she inspires me because she has the um, professional position that I want. But then also, she's a good person. Yes. Um, She actually cares about our clients. Um, She loves them. She's affectionate towards them. She um, actually cares about their life and not just the numbers and funding and the business part, which is very important. Sure. um, but in this field, you should it should you should have a heart for it. And, yes. Um, unfortunately, not all CEOs or people who work in this field do. Right, right. So once I found someone that looked like me, that was a black woman and was a good person and cared about people, mm-hmm. I knew I wanted to work under her. And so she inspires me um, every day. Mm-hmm. As I see her mm-hmm. at work every day. Mm-hmm. And then she's also my mentor. So I spend time with her and she's helping me to develop professionally. Yeah, that's amazing. She is an incredible woman and yes. just an inspiration in so many ways. So you're lucky to have her as a mentor. Yes, I am. <laughs> Very cool. Well, you know, as we um, wind down, I want to ask you what advice you have for people who are looking to um, build meaning into their lives, whether it's at work or at home. Um, what advice would you offer? Hmm. I have a good piece of advice to use your challenges um, and frustrations um, in a positive way. Okay. So you'll find even in nonprofits or this field of mission work, a lot of agencies were started because someone maybe had a disease or their family member died of something and Mm -hmm. they started an agency or they experienced homelessness and they started a shelter or Mm -hmm. something like that. So instead of just being hurt by those things, um, deal with the hurt because that's Mm -hmm. important too, but then do something positive with it. Mm -hmm. Or if you're frustrated by something you're not seeing in the community or in the world, like I was with support for middle women, Mm -hmm. start something, Mm -hmm. do something about it. So instead of just complaining, um, be proactive, be active, get up and do something. Mm -hmm. That's awesome. Mm -hmm. That's great advice. Um, Well, it's been such a pleasure to chat with you, Latanya Walker. Um, I want to thank you and thank our listeners for tuning in to this conversation. Mm -hmm. Latanya Walker is founder and CEO of the Ladies League of Detroit. Can you give us a website to visit? Yes, two websites. So my personal website is latanyawalker.com. Mm-hmm. And my first name is spelled L-A-T-O-N-I-A. So it's mm-hmm. a little bit different. Uh-huh. I and mean, I have a motivational blog there. And then for the women's group, it's the ladiesleagueofdetroit.org. Wonderful. It's been such a pleasure to chat with you. And congratulations on starting this meaningful organization and helping so many women come together and support one another. Thank you. Thank you. Thanks.